Hello, 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 and welcome to Courageously Kind. I'm Maddie. And I'm Liz. We're twin sisters and best friends. Together, we share stories of especially kind humans doing especially kind things in hopes that these conversations motivate and inspire you to be kinder to yourself and others. When we're not speaking with an incredible guest, we'll speak directly from our hearts about what it means to us to be courageously kind. Welcome back to part two of our conversation with Joshua Thomas Gray. Last week, we talked about his project on TikTok, a project that was created to inspire empathy and to help people connect with each other on a deeper level. In this episode, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about his solo trip to Iraq, which blows my mind, um, a little bit about his experience and why he did that and how he did that. Um, And we also circle back on social media and the power that social media has and the importance of spreading kindness and positivity on social media. So here is the second half of our conversation with Joshua. So here is the second half of our conversation with Joshua. I really wanted to do something for my 30th birthday that would like be meaningful and kind of like a flag in the ground uh, of my life where I'm just like, this is, you know, a moment and something to look back on and to remember uh, in this pursuit of, you know, living a life that like matters or at least to me feels like it matters. And I didn't know for a long time, like I've, I did a trip to Haiti which was a really amazing opportunity and just the most incredible stories and people. And that got me thinking more and more of what it could be, what it could mean as, you know, a filmmaker or storyteller as sharing these stories with people and social media, where it's like, there is this chance where lots of people could see and hear from Uh, these other people that you only ever hear about when it's negative, like there's an earthquake or there's something bad happens. And that's the only time you get to hear about this country and these people. In reality, it's like they're people, country, and they're living every single day. And it's not just what you hear on the news. And so I couldn't figure out exactly what I wanted to do. And then it kind of just literally hit me. Whoa, I have zero good thoughts about Iraq. I don't think anything positive of an entire people when I think of their nation, their people, nothing. I instantly think of terrorists and war and like a desert wasteland with like tanks just billowing through and just like dust storms. I was like, that's all I think about. That's all I know. I don't know any entire people and I was like that's terrible like that sucks so bad to have grown up my whole life only seeing such a horrific and negative thing portrayed about an entire people and so I was just like I should figure out if it's even possible to go and whatnot so I just started like looking up I literally went to Google and started searching like Iraq blogs and I ended up on this one dude's video 
he was just like chilling, like a white dude in Iraq, just like vlogging. And he was with a nonprofit. And uh, I hit him up and just started talking. I was like, hey, how does that work? Like, how do you go there? How safe or not safe is that? And like, who's this nonprofit? Could I go maybe with the nonprofit and help with whatever they're doing? And he was like, yeah, just hit them up. They're like a small nonprofit, like from Pennsylvania or something. Oh, cool. <laughs> I literally emailed them and they got right back to me. We jumped on numerous phone calls and we totally arranged it where I went in kind of embedded with that nonprofit. And the Northern region of Iraq is Kurdistan, which is kind of like the best analogy. And this might not be the best, but it's kind of like how Hong Kong, uh, well, used to be more independent from China, but like it's its fully own functioning government and everything. So Kurdistan is its totally own government runs on it's got its own army it and actually been relatively very safe the entirety of the war uh wars that are still going on so in reality it was like statistically not super dangerous to go to the places that i went but also it's just like oh yeah like over there is like isis and it's like okay (laughs) <laughs> and you still have to be smart like you can't they were just like hey we just don't recommend like you tell you know on social media like where you're going and when you're gonna be there and stuff like that yeah. just because like getting abducted or something like that by isis can happen and they use those tactics i mean as terror because they're terrorists so it was like okay that makes sense but like the whole idea was there's no way that all these people are like bad people. Yeah. In fact, my thesis is that vast majority of them are good people and they're just people. Like they're just living their life. They didn't choose to be born in a spot. Like we didn't choose where we were born and what nationality we are in this stuff. And so I was like, I'll go and I'm, I'm going to replace all those thoughts that I have with real people in their faces and their stories and capture those and then sh- those with other people. So just speaking for myself here, I think traveling to any foreign country by myself would be pretty scary, but specifically Iraq, I just think I have, um, I don't know, I, I, I have this preconceived notion that it is someplace that is scary. So Did you have to, was it a matter of like finding the courage to go on this trip or was this something that you really wanted to do? Tell us about that. I don't know if it's like courage or what. I enjoy that kind of like adventure. Like if it's not, I don't know, I enjoy it. It's fun. Like if I could just do that all the time, I would love that. And just meeting people and going to these it just feels like a totally different planet almost too, where it's just like, you don't speak the language. Everything functions different. Dude, the best thing ever, like we're going, driving on the highway and like the signs for the city that we're going to, I'm like reading it and I'm like, why were these like totally spelled differently? Like there are, is that the same city or those two different cities that sound exactly the same and they're just spelled a little bit different? He's like, well, 
And I was like, we just passed a sign. It mm. said this city, but it was spelled different than this sign. And he's like, oh, you can just spell however, as long as it sounds right. And I was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is the thing? I was like, I need to live here. I can't spell anything. But you just apparently can just, as long as it sounds out the word, which I'm like, well, duh, that's all it needs to do. Makes sense. Yeah. But just like stuff like weird little things like that are just so fascinating to me where I'm just like, I just don't know a better way to experience that. And then meeting people, like being there and just like the hospitality in the Middle East as a whole, but like in Kurdistan was uh, just unparalleled, like unthinkable. Like we can't even understand what that's like because we've like deviated so far from that kind of hospitality. There's just so much that we could learn and like better ourselves from these other cultures that we've kind of demonized and as like lesser than a lot of the times. And, but yeah, like, and they've been, the takeaway from that was just like, holy cow, I didn't realize like how much terrorism Iraq and Kurdistan has experienced, like nothing compared to what we have. Mm -hmm. And like just the nonprofit I was with helps in, they're not refugee camps because they're in Iraq and they're Iraqis, but so they're displaced people. And there's just these tent cities of displaced people who were all like living good lives, like before, like college is free. So like the guy that I was with was like, he was a nurse. He worked at a hospital. He went to college to become a nurse. And it's like, so it's like educated people, good jobs. They lived in an awesome city. And then ISIS just like came in in 2014 to this city Sinjar and just 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 annihilated the entire city um, because the people who live there are Yazidi, which I didn't know. I literally didn't know any of this. I just like show up and I'm like, Yazidi, what's that? Who's, and it's like, I'm, he's like, I'm Yazidi. And I was like, cool. I didn't know anything about this. Yeah. And Sinjar was a city that had a high population of Yazidi, which is um, like a people group and a religion. Okay. ISIS believes like that they worship the devil. So they were committed on their people. And he was working one night, Tassin, at the hospital and got a phone call. And somebody was like, hey, ISIS is like five minutes away from the hospital. You need to grab any of your Yazidi friends and leave now. And so they like fled for their life ended up getting stuck on a mountain in August, which it would get like 100, 110 degrees in the daytime. And then it would get super cold at night. And they were on that mountain for like seven days. Like a lot of people just died on the mountain. He ended up getting into the neighboring country and then he immediately came back in. And ever since 2014, this dude, Tassin, has just been in like help treat his fellow Yazidis and other people um like literally crazy stuff like rescuing the ISIS would abduct the Yazidi girls and marry them off 
two ISIS members. And he's like actually gone in and like rescued girls and got them back. Wow. And it's like, oh this dude was just God. a nurse. Wow. Like he was just a, yeah. a nurse living his life in his city. Yeah. And in 2014, his entire life changed. And now he, he lives in a tent in a basically what looked like what we see as like a refugee camp. Yeah. And unfortunately, like they're just getting about like we just don't talk about all these people who still need a lot of support and help but like other things are happening so we just kind of move on to the next things and so yeah but that that was just like that whole trip really uh finalized like okay i want to be able to experience and meet these people and for my own personal self like learn and become better but then if i could put to the world in a time where it's like i can have one backpack camera gear that's super nice quality capture these stories and then just post it on the internet it has the potential to be shown to like millions and millions of people then let's do it like we have an opportunity right now to legitimately make a change in culture um and and i really think uh, strongly that like people like you guys need to really push hard on the opportunity that we have with like TikTok specifically yeah. and this idea that we keep talking about like i hope it stays this way yeah it can only stay this way with people like you guys <laughs> because the only way to uh not let the algorithm kind of teeter off into a different direction is to have humans manually coming back to looking at you and to keep wanting and, and showing the companies like, Hey, we like this. We want this. And for us to start training people like, Hey, watch the news, like watch what's happening at, you know, in Ukraine, yeah. but don't, watch 24 7 mm -hmm. like don't watch a panel of people sitting around speculating on what coulds how maybes and this yeah. and that yeah and getting like rabbit hole down these paths mm -hmm. like be informed on things mm -hmm. but then we now can like watch and learn from people in ukraine yeah and it's like spend more time maybe like with the actual people and the how you can support real people and all of that and build real connections with real other humans and we could we have like a, an opportunity to like actually do we can the more people that are doing like what you guys are doing other people that are in similar situations see themselves in you and they go wow if they can do it if you're so brave to put yourself out there videotaping to the whole world like maybe i could too and then it's really helpful that the comments so far are being a lot kinder than they have been in the past where it was like pretty devastating actually yeah. uh, so if we can help 
pave a way and people have been doing this. It just wasn't like mainstream and there is opportunity to make it more mainstream. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm like trying to soak in as much of this conversation as possible. Yeah. It's like, I'm just talking the whole entire time guys. It's good. We love it. We love it. Oh my God. Yeah. So good. Exactly what you said. We, we saw people creating content like you and thought, you know, if, if they can do it, we can do it too. And that's the whole, the whole point, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately so powerful putting yourself out. Uh, and the ramifications are far vaster than you can even know because so many people you made an impression on their life and potentially changed the trajectory of a of an actual human's life and you will never know because they didn't you know leave you a comment or like write a big thing and they don't know yet that trajectory changed mm-hmm. by 1 degree in 20 years that 1 degree their whole life is nothing of what it was going to be before um you know, potentially something that you guys have done or said. And so it is, If when you really start thinking about it, it is incredibly mind boggling what is going on right now because never in human history have we had the opportunity to communicate to so many different people. And then in recent history, there has been, you know, radio and television Um, and a few other things, but like gatekeepers held the power to that. Like you and I wouldn't really have the opportunity to ever say anything to those audiences. And then social media came along and now all of a sudden, like a phone can film very good quality Mm -hmm. and sounds really good. And it's connected to the internet, meaning it's connected to half the planet and there's already now just software and AI that's auto-translating our language into all the other languages. So you also can just start communicating with other people. And unfortunately, like humans really love to look at train wrecks yeah. and they really love to like, uh, I mean, it's the saying like hurt people, hurt people. And mm-hmm. that just gets amplified on the internet. Yeah. But also like people who live a life of conviction and purpose are people are that like you guys reaching out to me and asking me, Hey, would you be on this? And I just spend five minutes on your TikTok, and I go, of course, like I'm drawn to the purpose and life that you're living. It's inspiring. There's it's. And and I think if we could get more people doing that, more of the attention from the train wrecks will start swaying over to people who are being honest and uh, truthful and kind and uh, living a life that is theirs. Like they're not trying to be something. They're not trying to prove something. They're not, they're just being honest and vulnerable which is so difficult. I'm sure you guys have had moments where you're just like, 
guys, I don't know. Like, yeah. should we really post that? Yeah. Like, uh, but it's incredibly powerful for yourself to be vulnerable, but it's also like the, the ability for it to have an impact on somebody else for them to see like, oh, I could be me. Like I could actually stop the whole facade because it's like, we don't know how long the fact that we're alive and that we're people is the statistic of that is an impossibility. Basically it is a absurd thing. And, and it's even crazier because we just don't know like when it ends either. And so the, the just playing the game is horrible and it gets perpetuated through a lot of social media has kind of caused a lot more damage, but the opportunity is like huge. (laughs) We could have such a massive shift in how people treat other people on a history scale of all of human race and we're like living in that little sliver and ha- and, and you are you're actually actively participating in this opportunity of hi- human history of changing how humans like interact and think about each other as a whole wild wild <laughs> We'd like to give a huge thank you to Anna Waltz Landscape Contracting for their support of Courageously Kind. Anna Waltz is a family-owned landscape contracting company in Berks County that has served Pennsylvania for over 35 years. If you're ready to get your landscaping project started, visit AnnaWaltzLandscape.com or call 610-916-7070. Anna Waltz Landscape Contracting, beautifying Pennsylvania one yard at a time. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with your friends, your family, or anyone you think might like it too. And if you want to support the show, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Or check out our merch store at courageouslykind.org. Take good care, and we'll see you back here real soon.